0: All right you guys hear it all the time the typical if you like this episode please rate us subscribe to us leave a comment on itunes or spotify wherever well it really does make a difference for this podcast we're small we're trying to get bigger and all of this feeds the algorithm so that itunes or spotify or pandora wherever you find us at will rate us higher and higher with the more likes and comments that you guys leave and always if you guys find value in these episodes please leave us a comment on the episode or on the show uh, page and the best way to help us is to share it off so again thank you and we will talk to you soon all right so we're back again with after the battle campfire and this is a probably a really quick podcast talking about 9 so it's taken me a couple days since uh, the anniversary anniversary of 9-11 20 years this year and it turns out i did the 20-year anniversary for 9-11 while training some of the navy reserve's newest chief petty officer selectees they every year for the last 10 years and then my year so 11 years 9-11 has fallen through what we call the season Um, Typically on the reserve side, it starts sometime late June. Typically, more like early July, and goes till September fifteenth. The active duty results come out around the first week of August, and they get about six weeks to do their nine eleven. Uh, to do well, obviously, both sets have a nine eleven ceremony, but they have about six weeks to do their chief petty officer initiation course. Um. In the nine eleven ceremony, because obviously it happened. It's the season has been going on for decades uh, around the same time, and nine eleven happened to just happen during the season in two thousand one. I have a few friends that I'm still close with that were going through their season during two thousand one when it happened. So I go over to the Naval Operational Support Center. Uh, in San Antonio early on the 11th. I I don't know. Maybe I'm getting older like so many other people who have lived the last 20 years with 9-11 on the brain. And it didn't at first hit me that it was even the 11th of September. Um, It's like, okay, more training, we'll go do this. And then I was like, oh, wow, it is. It's September 11th. Um, The base didn't feel any different. Nothing felt different except for the creeping thought that a very weird bookend had happened from 9-11-2001 to 9-11-2021, which was... On 9-11-2001, the Taliban were in control of 90-plus percent of the country of Afghanistan. And as we all know from the last podcast I did, which was a solo podcast, on 9-11-2021, 20 20 years later, the Taliban are in control of almost 90-some-odd percent of the country. One of the few differences is... On 9 2021, they knew a world of hurt was coming their way. Whether it was going to be nine thirteen, October 1st, December 31st, 20, or 2001, they knew hurt was coming their way. In 9-11, 2021, they knew recognition was coming their way they knew aid was coming their way they knew that even the united states may try to work with them and that was coming their way so i talk about this because much like i said with the bookend of the Taliban in control on both sides of the 20 year anniversary of 9-11. We seem to have tempered down what 9-11 means. The ceremony that we had this year, and I get it. This has been a weird two years for baby chiefs to go through their initiation. Last year, we didn't do a 9-11 ceremony Um, because they didn't have the results out till November. This year, the active duty didn't do a 9-11 ceremony because they haven't had the results out yet. They'll come out in the next probably couple weeks. So some of these long-held traditions just kind of fade away. But even in the media, it didn't feel like a 2016 9-11. We always say never forget... But I do wonder, and it hit me over the weekend, 20 years after Pearl Harbor, December 7th, 1941, what was the mindset of the people on December 7th, 1961? We were in the Cold War. We, Cuba had become a communist country. We, China wasn't even really on the map. What was the December seventh twentieth anniversary remembrance like? Did it make the same news? Was there a media that went out of its way to mark this twentieth anniversary? We do that now, but how much of it does it feel? And I mean no disrespect to anyone listening to this, but how much of it feels contrived? How much of it feels like it's a necessity that we do this versus a true honoring? And I don't mean that from the veterans community. I mean that from the non-veteran civilian community. I understand the first responder community probably feels the exact same way as the veterans community. I understand that the the law enforcement community feels the same way as the veterans community. And should we forget? Uh, No, we shouldn't. But does time take a toll on the memories? Right now... People who joined today, it's after 9-11. It's actually the 14th as I record this. On the 14th, people who would have joined immediately after 9-11 have known no time of hostilities or war in their entire 20-year career. Let me put that into context. You showed up to the recruiting office on... 9 11 2020 you signed your contract 912 they got you over to meps and you swore in that is because your delayed entry counts toward your total time of service 9 12 2001 began your first official day in the military when you signed that contract 20 years later, on 9-12-2021, you are retirement eligible. Your entire time in the service, you have served in a time of conflict and war. Depending on what branch you joined, depending on what rate you were if you were Navy, or what job or MOS you had in the Army, you deployed multiple times. You may have seen combat, whether it was direct fire or indirect fire over the last 20 years. You may have driven convoys in IEDs in the damage that IEDs do. You may have had an American flag flying off the back of your Humvee or a twin towers flag, or some memorabilia from 911 that got you to go talk to the recruiter that day. You may have been born on 9/11, 2001, and joined the service on 9/11. 2019, which would have made you 18 with no visual memory of that day. You have the old goats like myself and many others who served before 9-11, some of the great podcast hosts out there, Jaco, Andy Stump with Cleared Hot, uh, Kirk Parsley, who's been on this podcast, all of them were pre and post 9-11 like myself. What made us stay in knowing that war was coming down the branches? Who knows? I joined in 2004 after a break of service of almost six years. And I know why I went back because I felt that my skill set as a corpsman would get me downrange before some young guys went downrange and didn't know what they were doing. How does 9-11 affect me personally? Oh, I remember it. I was living with my mom. TV came on. um was doing freelance work, and she came in and said they attacked us. I immediately watched what happened. Was I think I was still technically in the IRR which is once you do your time in the military. So if you join the military for what is it? If you join the military, you do an eight year contract. People don't realize this. You can do four active, four inactive reserves. You can do two active, four reserves, two inactive. There's different combinations. Um, But there's always that tail end. Uh, If you do a four-year contract, you have four years in inactive ready reserves, which basically means nothing. If you want to get what they call retirement points, you can stay in the IRR and you muster via like a phone call once a year. I, I think I've never done it, but that gives you points towards retirement somehow. Don't ask. It's all a confusing thing. But all of that being said and done, there was, in 2003, a call back from the IRR. So that was an initial thought in my head. Am I still in the IRR? Uh, I wasn't. And then in 2003, right before the invasion kicked, actually, no, I take that back in 2001. I went to go inquire about coming back in. And the initial recruiter I spoke with said, you're too old. Uh, We don't take anyone over 30, blah, 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 blah. Turned out to be completely wrong. Because in 2004, when I went to go talk to the recruiter, um, they're like, no, we take up to like 38. So I was able to re-enlist back in 2004. But 9-11, my little brother was a Marine. And I remember driving down to Camp Pendleton to pick him and a few of his buddies up, got on base, um, drove through the different camps. I think it was, I forget what the first camp was when you come in near the nuclear power plant. Um, I guess it was Camp Inofre and then driving through and there were, uh, What was there? There was sandbags and machine gun posts. I mean, it was like they were expecting an invasion. It was crazy. And I remember watching in 2002 the TV and the memorial with uh, George Bush giving a big speech, talking about a year later, here's what we've done. I'll be honest, I don't remember 2003 or four. I remember it becoming important as I was back in, and in 2005, we did a 9-11 ceremony on Camp Pendleton. 2006, uh, I think we actually took, I think we were on pre-deployment leave, or pretty damn close. No, actually, we were out at Mojave Viper, and I think we took a moment of silence out there for 9-11, and then a couple weeks later, we were on a bird to Iraq, or no, I take that back. Yeah, that was 2006. So yeah, because um, we got there the first week of October. Um, 9-11 ceremony at Bamsi for all of the first responders and people who were involved in it. And 2008, when I was more integrated with uh recon con and the NOSC, we did a ceremony. 2009 is when... I met Dana, who's been on the podcast, and she, for the first time, really talked about her experience in the Pentagon. 2010, I was at Balboa going through uh, my med board and my chief petty officer initiation. 2011, my first year being retired, and then at the NASC, helping them with their chief selects. And it's been like that every year since then, uh, with the exception of last year, which we didn't have anything. But each of them started with a lot of deep mem- remembrance and pomp and circumstances and stories being told. And over the last 10 years, it's faded. Now, we still have the obligatory military re- Remembrance. We have the obligatory, you know, president goes and visits people in sites. We have the obligatory sec deft goes and does his thing. But the heart of what we've done seems to have faded. It's not that we have forgotten. It just hasn't become a priority. And I think that's an important thing to remember. When we look around and say, we won't forget we don't we really truly don't the fact that we have the day though it it's i don't believe it's a national day of remembrance of remembrance i don't believe it's a national holiday or a federal holiday um on the calendar i could be wrong but i don't think it's been commemorated in any sense of the way that september 11th is officially a day of something again it may be an official day of remembrance but it's not a holiday and i don't think pearl harbor day is either that being said we are 70 80 years since pearl harbor and people still remember it so i don't have any fear of us Forgetting the importance of Pearl Harbor Day. What I do fear is with how polarized everything is, that common bond that held us together as Americans, as citizens of the world, however you want to look at it. Because we have to remember, I've had people on the podcast who were of, Australian service, of British service, who remember 9-11. There were Australians and Brits killed in 9-11. Um, there were Indians killed. I started watching a news show, W-O-I-N, Weon I think it's actually called, who they talked about it on their remembrance. I think there was a few dozen Indian nationals killed. There were... Pakistani nationals killed. There were French nationals killed on 9-11. So there's, it was a worldwide event similar to Pearl Harbor, but not as much so in the sense that Pearl Harbor drug us into World War II, but it was an attack and mainly Americans were killed or injured where the World Trade Center drug us into this 20 year plus war on terror But the vast majority of those killed were Americans. We had many others killed in some some cases in the hundreds of foreign nationals. I think there was a hundred plus British citizens killed. So it wasn't quite as exclusive as Pearl Harbor but it still kind of made it not just an American event. It made it a worldwide event. So as we think about what the future of 9-11 is going to be, is it going to finally fade from the consciousness in 2031 at the 30-year anniversary? What will those ceremonies be like? Will the scars and the wounds of the 2020 ceremony with COVID and the political disagreements be enough and the the memories that the Taliban are now back in power enough to scale it back? Or will we find strength and go forward and still memorialize this day? I hope so. I hope that we don't forget about the 3,000-plus people who died. I hope we do keep an eye on what's going on around the world in a more hands-off way to make sure that we don't have another 9-11 happen here. I'm not a war hawk. I don't want to see us involved in 100-plus countries getting involved in their affairs. We have too much work to do at home, in my opinion, to be bothered with it. Will terrorist attacks happen again in the United States? Anyone who says no is an idiot. They will. Um, Do we have to go bully other countries to see our way to make sure they don't happen? I don't think so. I think... There are other ways. We like to use the stick when we could use the carrot. Um, And If you don't understand that analogy, then I'm not gonna really go deep into it. So that being said, you guys, I hope you had time to reflect during 9-11. If you watched any of the memorials, know that I, I really do think even though I personally disagree with the dude in the house, um, he does have a heart and cares for those people. He was in office at the time. And I don't think the guy that was in the house before him liked any more or any less the people uh, who lost family or people who lost their lives in 9-11 i think if we start talking like one one president has a bigger heart than the other when it comes specifically in 9-11 we taint the idea that this was a national worldwide tragedy and we politicize it there's a lot to say about uh the guy there now but i don't think saying, you know, he did the withdrawal from Afghanistan to specifically make us look bad on 9-11. I don't, I just don't buy that. I don't think people like that who spent 50 years in politics um, really do that. Now you can make your arguments of comments and actions, but don't make it political about the day itself. He went there to probably in his heart to have grief for the family members. Now, was it appropriate? Who knows? It's up to the family members on that one. So you guys, I'm going to go ahead and cut this one short. We're at about 25 minutes. I hope you guys, like I said, reflect on 9-11. It's going to be especially for the veterans out there who have been trying to deal with the whole Taliban back in power. It's going to be difficult for the next couple of years. um, If by some means the Taliban are still there in 2023, 2024, I am 99% certain they'll be there in 2022. So, you know, all we can do is do the best that we can with the tools that we have. That being said, you guys, thank you once again for listening to After the Battle Campfire. I really hope to have some new guests on or some old guests on in the next couple weeks. Hopefully we can make this happen. I think we're going to readjust uh, some of the schedules here where I should be in California next week being the week of uh, the 23rd, 24th. I may push that back an extra week, depending on some stuff. Um, I got an 80th birthday celebration to go to for my mom, so we'll see what happens from there. Until the next time, you guys, thank you so much for listening to the After the Battle Campfire. Do me a favor, like, subscribe, do all that fun stuff, and we will talk more here. And we'll have some exciting guests on, hopefully going to get Kirk partially back on. We're going to talk about some COVID craziness, I think. And we will talk soon.